Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorinda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorinda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, and 26-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling. That book is about 52 pages long. If you want just a short overview of, of homeschooling and just kind of how you might be able to approach it in a simpler less overwhelming way, that is the book for you. I also wrote Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, which is a 31-day devotional um, that I wrote specifically for homeschooling moms, and The 4-Hour School Day, how you and your kids can thrive in the homeschool life. And if you've read The Unhurried Homeschooler, uh, this is kind of like the expanded version of that. So uh, if you haven't read it yet, I encourage you to do that. All of these books can be found at Amazon. They can be found at my website, DorindaWilson.com. And The 4-Hour School Day can be found at just about any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I mentioned. All right, today we're going to be talking about life with littles. And I invited my oldest daughter, Brittany. She's 31. She has, well, I'll let you introduce yourself, okay? Okay. All right. Um, so I have uh, five, four at home, um, and our oldest at home is seven, all the way down to our youngest, who is almost 10 months. Right. So things are busy. Yeah. Things are, oh, there's always something happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah. And yeah. So just, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that she's with us today because um, I have sort of like my perspective that actually hasn't changed that much since we had littles, but uh, there's been a lot of years. And so I, it's almost like now I'm looking back and it's just like, it's affirming what was really important during those years and what to what to focus on and and not focus on. And um, so those are some of the things that we wanted to talk about today. But I want to Brittany here because she's like in the thick of it right now. So we thought between the two of us, we could cover some serious ground in this uh, in this <laughs> podcast. But we know that life at home with littles is busy, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. It can be overwhelming. I get emails from moms, messages from moms with um, who specifically have mostly little ones at home that are struggling. And I know that I struggled off and on throughout those years, but I know that um, I know that his grace is sufficient and his mm -hmm. power is made perfect in our weakness. And I think that um, it's important for us to go back to, first of all, like, to remember what our calling is. I mean, God has given us these children. He has said, I want you to be the mom of these kids, whether they're adopted, foster, um, you know, natural born, whatever, you know, God has weaved your family together. He has put your family together very specifically um, the way it exists right now today. And so hopefully what we're trying to do today is bring you encouragement that can help you today, right where you are in the thick of it. I believe that there's joy to be had. Um, mm -hmm. There is uh, fun to be had. There's enjoyment to be had, but there's also a lot of work. And it might not look like what you want it to look like. Yes, exactly. Yes, there's yes. expectations and right, stuff. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so one thing that we have to remember, like I mentioned before, is to remember our calling. What is our mission? Well, I think our overarching mission is to raise 
godly children. That's what we're called to. We're not called to have a a well-oiled machine happening at home, which we know is really not probably going to happen with that many little ones at home. Yeah, you can get those two things confused sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, That a well-oiled machine is a godly home. Exactly, exactly, Um, exactly. a lot of... Yeah, all of that. <laughs> so, so raising godly children, having a godly home, um, that's actually on us. That is our calling. That is our mission. Mm-hmm. We're not, that's not, uh, I, I don't want to make it sound like we're shooting for perfection. We're shooting, we're shooting to glorify God. So yeah. as the, the sin happens in our home and, you know, both us and our children, yeah. as the days go sideways, how can we glorify God in the midst of that? Take a step back mm-hmm. and say, okay, how do we kind of rope this situation in and get all of us going in a more God-glorifying situation? Exactly. Direction, you know, or just exampling how to deal with the mess. Right. Even to our little kids so they have a really solid view of, oh, if I totally mess up, well, it's okay. They've got that security. Exactly, exactly. Because you've set the example that God is a God who is accessible, mm-hmm. and and He He created us to glorify Him. That's that's what we were made to do. And so, as we work to do what we were made to do, He strengthens us because yeah. we're obeying Him. We're it, there's this there's this uh, almost like a symphony going on, you know, because mm-hmm. we're. We're we're choosing to, uh, you know, keep him at the forefront, yeah. you know, and keeping yeah. him, our eyes and our hearts on him and wanting to glorify him. He he gives us the strength to do that. I would say he doesn't, he isn't required to give us strength to do things he hasn't called us to do. Mm-hmm. So if we're doing things that he hasn't called us to do, we may find ourselves zapped of strength. Mm-hmm. and and find ourselves weary and so there's there's just there are a lot of reasons that a mom of littles can be tired the other thing that i think plays into it too is culture oh yeah culture tells us oh you poor mom you poor thing you've got all these children and all this work and and you just need some time for you and I don't know about you, Brittany, but I remember there was not a lot of time for me. There were times I wish there was time for me. <laughs> and I would pray and I would be like, Lord, I feel like I just need time to myself. I need, I need, I think that's what I need. And he would choose not to give it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and instead he would give me something else instead that would allow me to persevere and keep moving forward. And yeah. And basically any time to yourself is pretty limited. It is. So you have to be strategic with it. Yes. And you have to kind of know how to be able to handle things if you don't get it right away. Exactly. Um, exactly. That's hard. That's, <laughs> that's really hard. requires a lot of discipline. Self-discipline. And self-control. And a lot of, I mean, really, it's like it, we're just, we're at the end of our ropes really fast. We get to yeah. that part mm-hmm. where it's like I I can't do this. I really need your grace to do this for yeah. me because yeah. I'm not capable of handling this, obviously, right now. <laughs> right, right. And the temptation is, my temptation was always to think, what am I doing wrong? If I just had the right yes. schedule and I had the right formula. And and, and, and that's not what this is about. Yes, a, a, a routine, we're going to talk about this in a minute, mm-hmm. a simple routine and self-discipline are important. 
but this is, this is life. You can be doing really well and Mm -hmm. still be coming to the end of yourself every single day. (laughs) Absolutely. And so I think one of the things that we have to bear in mind that one of the greatest temptations, maybe I'm the only one, I don't know, but for me was, was, um, self-pity. Mm, yeah. It was just this, I call it mommy martyrdom, where I would be like this, and I wouldn't actually say the words, but all the feelings would be there. Well, and you're not really thinking that at the it's moment. It's woe is it me. It seems logical. I, but for me, I work so hard, and these kids undo everything that I do. And Right. You know, you know what they it, say about pity parties, right? What's that? They're the worst kind because, um, what is it? Uh, something along the lines of nobody brings gifts and the entertainment is terrible. Right. <laughs> exactly. But, but, and the problem is, um, that I know that as I started to feel sorry for myself, my attitude towards my kids would change. Mm-hmm. They would, and it's just, it's just like poison. And, and, in, and it's in many ways saying his grace isn't enough. That's basically what I'm saying. His grace isn't enough, mm-hmm. and um, and therefore, you know, poor me. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's really exacerbated by all the phone stuff these right. days on right. social media, on Pinterest. Right. It's really easy to get expectations, and then it's really easy to feel sorry for yourself mm-hmm. and um, just create this idea in your head that if it doesn't look like this, then... We're right. failing or, right. you know, if things aren't peaceful all the time and quiet, that we're doing something wrong. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I think the two uh, temptations are self-pity or anger. Um, yeah. Irritation. Yeah. Edginess. Um, those are all really difficult. And they're often rooted, like, I believe, in our own desires for our own agenda. What we envision for our life that day or that moment versus what God has actually given us. Yeah. You know, and I think it's receiving from him what he has given us for that day and, and being content in it saying, okay, Lord, this is, you know, when you wake up and two kids are puking and you're like, (laughs) okay, wow, that's not what I had planned for today, but here we go. Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, allowing God to position your heart so that you can move forward um, and do it in a way that glorifies him. Yeah. Being grateful. And instead of like, oh, the, uh, basically I get to Right. do this instead of I have to. Exactly. Um, I get to take care of these kids because, mm-hmm. you know, the Bible says where basically it's clean where there are no oxen. Mm-hmm. Um, like right. it's it's like if you didn't have all these things to do, your life would be pretty meaningless and <laughs> lifeless and, and uh, joyless. Right. But Right now we have a lot of oxen and there's a lot to clean up. There's a lot of messes. <laughs> there's to clean a lot up. of messes. Yeah, and you know it's it's such a it's such a good thing. I remember people saying, "Oh, just enjoy these years." And I was like, "I, I know they're right. I'm not exactly sure what that means, <laughs> I'm but I'm going to try. Uh-huh. I'm going to try to enjoy these years." And so that's kind of what we want to talk about today is um, is just kind of uh, some things to watch out for to be aware of um that can keep you from doing that yeah um and then things that help you to do that so the first mm-hmm. thing we actually want to talk about <laughs> is the 
the big, big distraction, mm-hmm. which is the phones. The phones. The phones is a hard one. I yeah. I was talking to you the other day, and we were just kind of like talking a little bit about what we were going to discuss on this podcast. And um, the first thing out of your mouth was phones. Phones have got to go, like basically. Yeah. And I don't the think that phones are the devil. No, I no. think they're a great tool. Like, mm-hmm. there's really a lot of good that can be had, but Absolutely. also, like anything else, they can just take over. So you don't want it to own you. Right. Um, you don't want to serve the phone. Right. You want the phone to serve you. It's a tool. It's yeah. not your master. Boundaries. And also realizing it's not real rest. Yes. There's no real rest yes. to be found in anything you're going to do on your phone. It's mm-hmm. it's a computer in your hand. Yeah. It's meant for work. Yeah. So yeah. It, like if I, and I've made that mistake several times where I finally have a quiet moment to myself and I end up on my phone doing this and that and answering stuff and then an hour's gone by and it's like I don't feel like I rested at all I feel like I just did my brain feels like I just did office work right and now I have to jump back into making dinner and doing the whole evening thing with these four younger kids and it's going to be crazy and I haven't really rested yeah and we have to get all the we have to get the last half of the day done um it was like okay so noted um (laughs) It's not really a rest. Yeah. Yeah. Making sure that that time that you do have to refresh is actually refreshing. Mm-hmm. But the phones derail us from our duties. They do. They can so often derail us from what God has is actually calling us to do and, and throw things off so quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't even have little ones at home anymore. And this happens to me. So moms don't feel bad, but be warned. <laughs> it's not yeah. going to stop. As they get older. So you, you don't think, oh, I can be on my phone. You can be. You can be on it a little more as they get older. But the point being, just be continually aware and conscious and um, keep it in alert its that that, yeah. yes, keep it in its place. Um, um, yeah, that is not going to give you any kind of rest, really. It's not going to be super refreshing. Um, I mean, unless you're listening to a sermon or you're probably or listening to Bible reading or something, right, I'm finding right. that even if I'm physically exhausted, if I can if I can avoid being spiritually exhausted, mm-hmm. I can still handle it. Right. So as long as you're right. so when you are resting, you're filling up your spiritual cup as much as possible. Right. Right. Even just throughout the day. Right. And that is something to note. We can be exhausted and still be joyful. Mm-hmm. That is possible. Yeah. And um, that's not what the world tells us, but we don't live in the world's economy. We live in God's economy. And he He loves, I believe he loves to just pour out grace upon moms, specifically ones with little ones, because I think about that verse in Isaiah 40, 11, that, he, that says he will lead his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms and he will gently lead those who are with young, who have young ones. You can just hear his heart mm-hmm. for moms yeah. with young children. He knows it's a lot of work. And yet he's, I believe he's like, they're just ready to assist and ready to to give you what you need mm-hmm. along the way. And um, not rushing you. Exactly. You're not being rushed by him. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Right. That whole thing of being led and not driven. Mm-hmm. Right? It's such a big difference. We know that feeling like we know what it feels like to be driven we know what it feels like to be led and when we're driven we tend to drive our children Mm -hmm. and uh so um i do you have anything more you wanted to say about the phones oh just i mean mainly just remembering that if i'm on there i'm not actually resting right that's really that's the main Um, point yeah yeah and just having um 
one thing that helps too is if I'm going to do social media or anything like that, it's going to be at the same times every day. Okay. So that I am not tempted all day to check it, right? Being like, well, yeah, I'll check it, but I'll check it at 1 p.m. Right. Um, when everybody's down. When everyone's down. When, and we'll just And I'll check that. it for 10 minutes. Like or, acting you know. like it's a laptop, essentially, right. where right. like if I, I have to be at this point in the day before I can even think about checking mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So then I can put all my focus into disciplining, refereeing, and, you know, working on whatever other things we're trying to get done that day. And it works really well because in my mind, it's in its own little box set aside for later. Right. So you have Um, no notifications for anything going on with that. You could, yeah, I mean, you could, and there's so many things you can do with them now, the settings where if the notifications, notifications. I tend to not really hear my notifications. So like, right. (laughs) Um, Not that my house is super chaotic. Hopefully I'm not getting that vibe. Um, but just, you know, we're, we're outside. The phone also just stays by my day planner on the right. kitchen counter. Right. Much like a computer. I've right. just started to treat it like that where it's like, you know what? It's just going to stay here. Right. And if I need, and if, if somebody calls me, I'll hear it. Right. Um, but like if it's going off and doing its own thing, it's just there in its corner. Doing its thing. Yeah. And yeah. then I'll just go do that office work and check that later, later. at another that's, time. That's in a different box. So you're kind of boxing it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and then we're outside, you know, we're doing the sprinklers, setting up a sprinkler. With the kids are going swimming. We're, you know, pot, repotting flowers. Right, we're going right. places. Well, we um, used to have the phone attached to the wall. So if yeah. you got a phone call, you had to stay there. Yeah. So that was actually right. huge. We used to get these I long remember. cords uh-huh. so we could go as far as we could, but we still could only go so far. The long Same spiral idea. Cords. You get the idea, moms, right? <laughs> so you want to just keep that phone in its place. That's really it's really the point. And I think um, one of the things that I have, it's, it's just such a basic thing that I have gone back to over, I can't even tell you how many times, uh, when it comes to keeping order certain amount of order in the home is that simple routine. Always having Mm -hmm. a simple routine every day that is consistent, that you count on, that the kids count on. And you and I kind of have done the same thing where we make blocks of time. Yeah, it's so not like, like a, a four breakfast block of time. Yeah, it's not like a rigid schedule or routine. It's more like this is the morning. So, right. you know, here are the things we need to get done. And or the things really that we do every morning, you right. know, we do breakfast, we clean up, everyone gets dressed, you know, basically it's almost like in three sections of the day, the morning, the afternoon and the evening. Right. And um, and just so that we've got kind of a loose rhythm routine and just just structured enough that the littles know what they're going to do be doing next. Right. Because that helps them uh, not just kind of wander off and get into things. Right. And I've noticed that my kids that tend to be a little bit more like like they need work to do or they need to stay busy almost need more, nope, we're doing this right now. Um, and then the kids that are maybe a little bit more laid back don't need to be like, they can have a little bit more of a loose schedule. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. my three-year-old, he is like, we call him the working dog. He's like an Australian shepherd mm-hmm. or any kind of dog that needs to be directed right you know so he and he does so much better and I do so much better and our relationship is intact so much better at the end of the day when he knows what to expect throughout his day and it just it flows a lot smoother and there is more calmness and there's not quite as much crazy um and then I don't have to go back and apologize for like losing it with him or right, something right. because he knows what to expect, I know what to expect, and he enjoys it. 
Right. So it's yeah. just that's that meets his need as well. And I, I've seen him. He just he loves to just go and do tasks, you know. Yeah. But he's got to constantly be having direction. Now, the older he gets, he'll probably initiate those uh, mm-hmm. in terms of like owning it himself and he'll just automatically do it and you won't have to tell him which will right. be great like our six and seven year old tend to do that but you've created a love in him already for for the tasks and the duties and the just and, and that that per, take taking his energy and doing something that is productive something that doesn't get him in trouble but something that makes his mama happy yeah that, yeah that's these are these are the foundational things that we're laying in those early years <laughs> Sorry, guys. It is absolutely pouring, is and there's thunder wow. and lightning outside. It's crazy. Oh, okay. my goodness. Getting a good old yep. thunderstorm out there. Yeah. So I think the thing that we have to remember, what a simple routine provides is consistency. It mm-hmm. provides security. Rhythm. Oh, the other thing I was going to say that it provides is because it's not like a strict schedule mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. crazy and... Um, anything super super rigid like at 10:30 we're doing this and 10:45 we're no, doing this it's no. you know probably like sections of an hour to 2 hours right but what's happening is it gives us a lot of time because i'm leaving a lot of space for the kitchen cleanup and everyone to get ready right now we have time to have conversations because someone will inevitably pop up with questions right of you know can you go to heaven um, like, how right. can you, can you make a phone call to heaven or just right. questions about our Bible reading that day or, um, science based homeschooling questions. And what I'm finding is a lot of our learning is happening through those conversations. So not, so we're doing a lot of verbal discussions and in a way teaching and homeschooling just throughout the day, right. which I felt like. I didn't plan on, but it lined up very well with scripture, mm-hmm. like in, is it like Deuteronomy? Right. Where they're talking about, you're you're teaching them throughout the day. When you're when walking you, along the road. When you rise when you up. get up. When, when you, you lie down. Up. Yeah. Just, it's all throughout the day. And when you've got this kind of loose working schedule, but not so loose that everybody's like, where are we going? Right. You're able to have those conversations. They facilitate learning automatically. So... If we don't get to our book work that day, that's okay because most of our learning happened in those discussions. Exactly, exactly. And that's a matter of leaving margin in your day. I talk about margin all the time because margin is a lifesaver in terms of just helping us be able to be more patient with our kids because mm-hmm. we have given ourselves time. We've, we've told ourselves, okay, it's going to take this long to probably accomplish the task and now I need to add half an hour half an hour to it yeah because it could be discipline issues it could be uh, um gosh it could be so many different things yeah and then especially if you're planning something quote-unquote fun exactly (laughs) exactly so you know you leave that time in there for those conversations that like you said involve sometimes they're spiritual conversations sometimes they're intellectual sometimes they're emotional we're talking Mm -hmm. about our feelings oh yeah like that and um and I'll learn things I didn't realize were going through their head that they were thinking on that deep of a level right you know when you know just conversations they've had with their little friends at church or things like that you know right and and so when you've got that consistent routine every day and they're in that rhythm of oh this is it's not even conscious they know that that's that's a time that they ask those questions right and as they grow into teenagers I want there to be a big openness of you can ask any question right and 
And there's not like a set time that you need to be asking those questions because I don't want them to be clamming up the older they get. Exactly. So you're so you're establishing um, a relationship with them that's long term. Really, yeah. you're thinking that that's a long term thing. So what you're doing is you're looking at your mission. You want to raise godly children, and you want, and I think part of that is preparing them um, and your relationship for the next seasons, like the teen years and things like that. And that starts now when they're at home. And you yeah, have you're them kind all the of time. setting the mood for exactly. the big picture of their entire growing up years, right? And you're establishing your relationship with them. What is that going to look like? You know, you're you're establishing that that connection with them. You're also establishing your authority with them. Mm-hmm. That you are. I have mom. three boys, so that's right. really important. We work so on that. <laughs> we so there's margin in there for the discipline and things like that. Um, I remember we um, you were. I did this at home too, and but I was thinking about how this this applied. I've watched you with you with your kids do the same thing, where when they've got a stinky attitude, and they can't seem to pull it together, mm-hmm. then we just say, okay, you need to go sit on your bed until you can be happy. Right. And Which sounds really shallow. It sounds shallow, <laughs> but what but. You, she was doing is she's reducing that the principle that. We're not here to serve ourselves. We're not here to serve our emotions. Right. We're here to glorify the Lord. This does not glorify God without down to um, just be happy. You right. Know, basically. And this is for like two, three, because they can't cog too many words. There's too many words. I'm going to take too many words yet. But what you're doing is you're establishing your authority as a parent, but you're also establishing the fact that, hey, we're not going to tolerate stinky attitudes Right. You know, in you know, in the presence of everybody else, I always told my kids it's like poison, like it just spreads throughout the family. And if you're going to have that kind of attitude, you're going to be alone. You're going to have it alone while in you're alone. In real life, this is what happens. Right, right. <laughs> Nobody wants to be with you when right. when you're like this. So there are a whole bunch of lessons. But as there. they've gotten older, that's been uh, what is it? Um, Expounded on right. a little bit more right. detailed. Of, but since we're talking about yes, little, but when they're really tiny, it's just a very simple. Okay, can you be happy now? If yes, all right, then you can come and join us. We're right. doing Play-Doh, and blah, then blah, everything's blah. done, yeah. and it's over, and it's you move on, and you're cheerful, and yeah. and then if they, get, it happens again, they go. Do, we do use beds happy? as a base too. Yes, Honestly, too. that's a huge yeah, one I because too. I remember you telling me at one point when I called you and I was like, it's just been a morning or something like that. You were like, there's no time that you can't call a timeout and send everyone to their beds for everyone to cool off and then regroup. Yes. Uh, take some time to chill out yourself, regroup, apologize if you bit their heads off and then have them apologize for their part. And then just sort of hit the restart button. Exactly. And so we use that a lot, especially Mm. we had to use that this morning. Mm -hmm. Of course, trying to get out the door. And of course, it would be pandemonium because, you know, obviously I'm going to go to moms and podcast about little kids. So I'm just going to get hit with it today. I should have (laughs) planned for that. We left extra margin. But we we hit the reset button. Right. And apologies were made and we were ready to go after that. Right. Right. (laughs) And what I love about the scripture is, you know, we're talking about sort of 
the different nuances of essentially walking out what God's word tells us to do. What is our calling? Our yes. calling is to raise godly children. And it says in the scriptures that we're to train, you know, basically train up our children in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. It is our job to train our children. It is our job to discipline our children. It is our job not to provoke our children to anger when we don't discipline them mm-hmm. and we don't nurture them, like in a lot of the ways that we were talking about, we literally provoke them to anger. Like it's not literally just like making fun of them. That's that's a possibility too. But when we don't do our job as parents, we literally provoke our children to anger. And we see so many angry kids mm-hmm. around little children. I feel yeah. like so much of the time they are just, somebody please put boundaries on me and love me. And, you know, not just the discipline, but the nurturing as well. The encouragement, the, you know, you're working alongside of your kids. love it when you're like, way to go. You did it. That's exactly what I told you to do. Good job. Right. They love that. And I love like today, um, uh, your little three-year-old, he, he had unpacked something out of the, our toy box that we have in our living room. <laughs> um, and she, that was not supposed to come out every, it's mostly toys. There were some things in there that some CDs, right? Like right. They never listened to anyway, but anyway, that's beside <laughs> the point. Um, he, he hauled those out and, and she said, put them back. And he kind of kept, it kind of ignored you at first. And then you got his eyeballs. You're like, <laughs> look at me. He looked at you. And she's and she said, put those back in. And he starts to put two in. Then he starts to play again. And she <laughs> nailed him again. And and then he got them all back in. At that point, he that that second time. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that second time, um, he got them all back in. And then this, I loved this. You stopped him again, and you said, <laughs> "Look at me." And she and he looked at her, and he goes, "She." You said, "Good job. Way to go." And was he like? Thanks or something yeah, like that. Can I get back to playing now, yeah, Mom? It but was, it was, but, yeah. but I love that just, you, you were intentional so much. And even I have to, in those moments, be like, all right, give ourselves a few extra minutes. We just really need to slow down. And just there's so much of that throughout the because day. Because there's so many um, moving parts yeah. throughout yeah. the day when you have littles. And it can quickly feel chaotic. It <laughs> can feel like be, several explosions going right. off. And that's when time. we have to, again, pull back, slow down. I love that. Hit the pause button. Mm-hmm. At any point in the day, you have permission to do that. You do not have to keep propelling forward. It never ends well. No, no. <laughs> I can uh, attest to we, that, We've too. tried to get it out, and that, that has not oh worked in our favor. So our job is to raise our children in the nurture and admonition of the, jo- of the Lord. And what is our children's mm-hmm. jo- job? Simple. Obey their parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother that it will go well with you. I used to always say that. Remember, you honor father and mother, or it will go and it will go well well with you. Right. If you don't, it will not go well with you. you. (laughs) It's like the ominous phrase used in our house. It will not go well with you. (laughs) Just leave that up to your imagination and leave you sitting on your bed with that thought for a minute. So we have to be disciplined yeah this we is do. this is the essence of our job these two things we 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 raise the children the children and we and part of raising the children is um disciplining them so that they obey us right and know? a big thing with all that too is remembering what are the expectations right. here because again with social media and even like blogs and pinterest mm-hmm. there's so much just extra out there right and just basically like 
kind of just forget that and just dig into your Bible and go, okay, what is expected of me from God? Because right. that is actually quite simple. Right. Not easy, right. but very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, because things, uh, there's just too, there's so much out there. There's mm-hmm. so much random advice and even Christian, quote unquote, right. advice of, do this with your child and you know just there's so much noise how I did this and then this happened and five ways to this and and three ways to that when in reality it's like you know we're actually told multiple times in the scripture to weigh everything against what scripture says Mm -hmm. and be like the I think it's the Jews in Acts who basically he was like they took everything we said and they weighed it up against scripture Mm -hmm. and that's our job as well because absolutely otherwise yeah, we get very overwhelmed because we've heard five different ways to deal with this child's sin issue. And really, we just need to be delving into our Bibles and right. God will give us direction And asking there. for wisdom specifically for that child because there are some children who are a mystery to us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, or our children go through seasons where they're a mystery to us, but they're never, ever a mystery to God. No. And so that's what I love about James that says, you know, if you lack wisdom, just ask God and he will give it generously. Mm-hmm. He's not even stingy about it. Right. And <laughs> understanding there are some of our definitions too. Yes. Wisdom yes. can be thrown around out there. Right. Like, um, you know, being, you know, what, what are those things according to the Bible? Right. And is, you know, actually having wisdom or peace. You know, mm-hmm. we think it looks like a Pinterest picture with a right. very neat and tidy right. house, right. but it can be a messy house if everybody's having a great Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just like, I don't think <laughs> the Bible's not necessarily illustrated, so. Right. <laughs> like, because right. there's so many variations of that. Yeah. And that's kind of the cool part is that we're not all boxed in like that. No. But I think the Holy Spirit guides us in what that's going to look like for our family. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're basically, we're all as, as believing moms shooting for the same principles, the ones that we right. just mentioned in, in terms of children obeying us, being self-disciplined and, and, and you know, raising godly children and mm-hmm. having a godly home and discipling. all of that and mm-hmm. discipling. Um, but the methods as to how we, how we get to those goals are vast and varied because God is a creative God. I mean, all you have to do is look at the number of fish that he's created. Just look at creation. They're all fish. Amazing. Yes, (laughs) but the variety. And so I think the same, I know the same thing is true in families. Mm -hmm. I've I've watched it on this Well, and it's encouraging to lots of other moms too because we're just, everything is slowly getting so boxy Mm -hmm. that it's like, and the Bible is not that way. Right. And so it's like, it's encouraging to other moms to see, look out over the playing field and be like, okay, there's a lot of different ways that this is That's getting right. done. That's right. And, um, and just encouraging other moms to go to God, go to the right. scriptures. Seek the Lord, mm-hmm. really. And I think that's, that's kind of our final encouragement to you is to seek God for what he has for your family. And this is something that I have have encouraged through the unhurried homeschooler, through the four-hour school day, because all of our families are unique and we're uniquely created by God and he has good things for us. And um, and it isn't necessarily going to look like everybody else. Take those or expectations. what we think everybody else is doing. Yeah, and I think being a young mom, you're just starting your family and so you thought it was going to look like a... 
but really it looks like B and C and D on mm-hmm. any given day. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, I had expectations, but clearly this is not what this right. is going to look right. like. So just, first of all, digging those out and being like, okay, I don't even know, like fig- picking out the ones that are ungodly and then just kind of laying it at his feet mm-hmm. and... Um, Asking him to give you direction exactly. where to go with it all, and 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 talking to your husband. Obviously, yes, I don't know that we mentioned. We don't want to leave that out because that's actually really really important. Because he's going to know, and he's going to have a, he's going to have a gut feeling as well as to yeah. what's expected. Because my husband was always telling me, "I think you're just blowing this into like something really big, and, right? And like, it's and then we get mad too much, right? <laughs> right, like." That's not really required. Guys right. are, n- not all men are the same, obviously, but like a little bit better at simplifying yes. things for us. And also I want to know, it's not it's not my family, it's our family. That's right. So Absolutely. You are a team. What and is he thinking Yep. And here? even though he's not there all day, most husbands aren't there all day, do not void out his input because of that. And I would say just find ways to involve him as right. much as possible. Yes, and one of the ways is sitting down and talking with him and telling him what's yeah. going on and what your concerns are. And we don't do this in a whiny, <laughs> naggy kind of way. It's so important because I know my husband just was would always be, I'd be like, so what do you expect when you get home? He's like, I just want a happy wife. <laughs> That's what he wanted. And so whatever it takes, you know, and I think what he really meant was like, if you don't, because he likes things neat and tidy too, mm-hmm. but he said, you can lay that down if, it if, means if that- it's necessary for me to come <laughs> home to a wife who's smiling mm-hmm. and joyful. And so that's another thing we have to think about as we steward our time throughout the day. We're not using every ounce of energy for our children that we have nothing left for. And also asking him things that I thought were obvious. Yes. Like I was like, okay, I think I got this well in hand. But then I was like, I should just ask him. Ask him anyway. And he actually had a way better, simpler way of handling said issue. And I was like, oh, I kind of wish I would have thought of that in the first place. Yeah. Like just being humble enough to be like, this is, these are our children we're raising. And yes, he's gone, but... Uh, but God still gives him yes. that wisdom for our family, no matter how much he's home or how much he's not home. Biblically, that is his position in the family. That, yeah. That's where he is positioned by God. And so therefore, God can give him wisdom beyond what he even knows. And you're a team. You just you know, so just just know that. And a lot of times what I would do is pray before I ask him questions and ask the Lord to help me to have a heart that's ready to receive and give him like wisdom beyond his knowledge about what's going on. And, you know, God does that. Mm -hmm. So, yes, definitely talk to your husbands about this. I think it's super important to know that you and your husband are a team and your family is a team. And so whatever everybody else is doing out here and over here Mm -hmm. isn't actually that important. In terms of what you're going to be doing, Mm -hmm. you need to get your marching orders from the Lord. And so, um, so moms who have little ones, I guess our encouragement to you today is uh, obviously put down the phones, um, create a simple, consistent routine that gives you margin uh, for discipline and for conversation and for fun and Mm -hmm. joy. You were, you were telling me the other day that I realized, you said, I realized, mom, that I have to make sure that I had stop and enjoy our kids when everyone's happy. 
Yeah, that's a huge one. So that's kind of our final word to you today. Don't forget. Enjoy them. When their needs are met and they're happy. And there's no discipline issues happening. And enjoy watching them. (laughs) (laughs) The discipline issue could happen 30 seconds later, but enjoy that 30 seconds. You still got that 30 (laughs) seconds. right. (laughs) All right, we're going to pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you for these moms who are... um, listening in and uh, raising up the next generation, Lord. They're at the very, very early seedling stages of growing little seedlings. And um, there's this is a long-term investment. And, it, and it's, a, it's not a it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. But God, you're so gracious. And I believe you love this specific season um, for moms and you love it yourselves. You love or yourself, you love little ones. And so you give extra grace and mercy for moms who are raising little ones. And I just ask that you would pour out your grace and mercy over these moms, that you would give them wisdom for their specific families, um, that you would that they would have found encouragement today and, uh, and inspiration and maybe even some challenges, Lord. So we just thank you for this time together. We thank you for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name, amen.